Hello and welcome back to another episode of Tiger Talk, the official podcast of Workshop Town Football Club. Here at the Tiger Talk Industries, we hope you've had a wonderful Christmas um, and hoping someone that's had a wonderful Christmas. Uh, Luke, how are you doing? Uh, I'm doing fine, Devon, thank you. Uh, I've had a good Christmas myself. Uh, well, what, what about you? It feels like I'm, Christmas has just flown by um, with everything that's been going on and the, yeah. the whole lead up to it, you know, it's it's a big day. Everyone, you know, frantically rushes about, especially, you know, people like uh, me that's very underprepared, that's <laughs> rushing about two days before Christmas to get presents. But we all survived. We all enjoyed this Christmas dinner, and we also had a fantastic game to talk about on on Monday. Yeah, it was uh, like like what um, Harry said. After the game, um, the, it was a game of two halves, and yeah, I, the, there was a—I think it was a record crowd as well this year. So that was good. Yeah, the biggest crowd so far this season. Hopefully, you know, everyone got something that that you know the the what makes them want to come back, especially that second half performance. But we'll get more into that uh, in a second. Uh, here's what's coming up on today's show. So obviously. We're going to talk about that victory over Cleethorpe's Town um, before going into, you know, um, Danny Burns, a new signing, a late Christmas present if you have it. Um, you know, we're also going to talk about November's Player of the Month because obviously we've had a little bit of a, a break due to, you know, Christmas time's really busy anyway, but um, I know Luke's been really busy uh, with work. I've also been really busy with, col- uh, with university work and there's been a lot of nine till two o'clock in the morning, um, <laughs> nine a.m. to two o'clock um, starts for me. So you know we've just not had time really, um, and and then we'll look ahead to Frickley, and then into you know do a review of the year. But looking ahead to 2022, where I'm sure we've got a couple of New Year's resolutions, Luke. Yeah, um, I you always love to uh, have a few resolutions at the start of the year. It's something that gets you. Gets your mind back into into the swing of things and gives you something to to strive for. So yeah, hopefully, um, I think works are hopefully for works up uh, resolutions to get up uh, into the playoffs. And um, I, I think we're more than capable of doing that. Uh, myself, yeah, I think um, hopefully the new year is going to be uh, a good one for everyone. Yeah, the one thing you need to do when you get resolutions is stick with it. And normally, yeah. it's so you know, yeah, it's the, the common one is. Uh, to lose weight and then there's a there's still a tub of celebrations left that are riding you up so you end up breaking it on day two uh, but anyway let's get into it something tells me i'm into something good. something tells me i'm into something woke up this morning feeling fine workshop town one three cleefops town and um, Let's start with the first half, Luke, before we go into that, that change. Um, what were your thoughts on the initial beginning? Uh, I thought we we got hit by surprise how organised they were. You could just see on the pitch uh, when they were organising each other. It, everyone seemed to be on the same page. There were no confusion. Uh, I think we just we started off really slow. Um, couldn't deal with them. I think um, it, it were it were very good professional performance from the first half, but the second half we just 
we changed it up slightly and it, it, it worked and we, they couldn't they couldn't deal with us in the second half. I mean, it could have been four five one at the end. I mean, the chances were created, but yeah, it was it was a great game to watch. They got through a couple of times. I remember in the first five minutes, I think uh, they were a ball over the top that um, he, uh, I think Sam Topless hit into the the side netting, and then uh, Macaulay Snellgrove snuck through as well, forced a good save out of Seb, um, and also I think is it Jack McNemany? Uh, yeah. Do, 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 do. No, that's every time I see his name, especially when he were at Lincoln that other year. I just wanted that. <laughs> <laughs> I know um, I, uh, it's not an easy one to to spell. <laughs> I mean, we have tiny problems anyway, so I just didn't. <laughs> It's, it, I, I didn't want to sound like a car starting up when I was doing team announcements, you know, Jack <laughs> McNemon. So, <laughs> but anyway, he got through um, and, you know, joint work from Dan Burns and, and Sam Malkowski kept him out. And um, once they got the goal, I don't know if you were in the same uh, ilk, but I just felt a little bit worried just because of how good they did look. Yeah, I, I was very worried. I thought, oh no, this was going to be... Uh... It's going to be a big score. This because you couldn't see you couldn't see a way out for us at the time. I mean, it were it 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 were worrying, like you say, not just on our part, but on how good they was and how 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 brilliant they were and slick they were going forward. The 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 pass, the movement, the passing was was on par. And yeah, they were they were unlucky to not be more than one 0 up at, at that time. From the games that you've seen, would you? You know, it's, it, would you argue that it is why they're up there uh, at the minute, you know, to be just to continue being organised, unchallenged and keep going? Yeah, uh, I think they seem to have a, a, a system that works for them. I mean, if it's if it's worked uh, at Sandy Lane uh, the other day, I'm, I'm sure it's been working majority of the season. Like you said, they wouldn't be above us in the league if, if, if they wouldn't have some kind of form or some kind of quality. And uh, they just showed... The quality that you need up there, and I think that's kind of shown to Parry and the lads what the what kind of levels they need. I don't think they need to be shown that, but um, I think it, it was it was a good game to understand the quality at the top level of, of the league. And I mean, if you look at the top four now, anyway, um, if I can get it up, we um, we've we've played second, mask, and and put in yeah. a commendable performance. Uh, Shildon, we beat them. Uh, Stockton in fourth, we beat them as well. And fifth, Cleethorpes, we've now beat them. They were on yeah. uh, a run of, I think, nine, uh, eight games unbeaten on the road. They'd lost, I think, their opening uh, travelling fixture. But they, um, <clears throat> obviously, they didn't get their ninth in a row because a half-time substitution occurred. Uh, Aaron Sennett-Nielsen was brought on for Cody Cromack and what an inspiration. Like, like uh, they made a... Um, a, sw- a switch at half time. It was just that one change um, and just changed the system around um, slightly and brought, like, um, Aaron was very aggressive with the ball going forward, uh, wanted to get us into them positions to, to get a goal. Uh, he's, he's, he's a positive player and he would be a nightmare to play against because he comes in, he goes on outside, then he'll come back on inside and he, you can really get, if you're not. Uh, don't know what you're doing position-wise, you can be really caught out. And I, I think that happened a lot in the second half. Um, 
But yeah, I thought it was much better. We controlled the game, we dominated it, we dictated play, um, and yeah, it was a really good second half performance. I think in terms of like, uh, I mean, the change, <clears throat> as you mentioned, it brought more width, and that's what I think we've liked a little bit in in yeah. you know in the past weeks, and uh, it was the right time. <clears throat> A lot of managers maybe would have left that to sixty minutes, but I think Paz is more bold and yeah. you know he's quite good with these changes. We've seen it before where he made the triple change at Brighouse and yeah. that that changed the game, uh, and he's made one or two others. Um, he also you know with bringing Cody off, uh, I, I know Pico said that he had not been having a bad game at all, um, but you have to make these changes, and I think sacrificing Cody. Allowed Broadhead to sort of drop into that defensive midfield role, but allowed us as well to play more attacking. As in, he will be there to drop deep and win headers and win possession in midfield, but he can also get forward as a because you know he, he plays in a box to box position anyway. But um, I think that just allowed allowed the transition better, um, especially with the fullbacks bombing up. Um, and, and, you know, Vaughan Redford dropped into a number 10 position, which allowed the front three to sort of interchange. And, you know, I mentioned the fullbacks. It came from one of them, the the, the equaliser. And my word, what what an equaliser it was from a very unlikely source. Yeah, I mean, it caught everyone by surprise. Uh, I think, uh, it, yeah, it, were, it, it just... It, it set off uh, a chain of events in the second half where it was just uh, it, it was just going everything was going right for us and and Jake was uh, I mean he cut inside and hit it I mean he said it, it it was it it just completely it, it was just such a great goal it will I he just cut inside hit it on his on his left foot as well even his his weaker foot and to to hit it a sweet shot like that was just amazing I mean we're defenders when especially you know. He's played majority of his games as a centre half. In fact, it's only been these last three games where he's pretty much played as a right back. Um, you're expecting, you know, a header or you know something from a set piece, but it was such a good goal, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. When he, I mean, he was running forward. He was, he was positive. He was, he was running at the defenders, and yeah, to cut to coincide onto his left foot and hit a shot into the top corner. I mean, it were. It, it was still sailing to the uh, top corner. It wasn't like dipping down. It were it, it was one of the sweetest strikes I think I've ever seen at, at Sunday Lane. Yeah, there's um, and also um, if you, I'm, tr- I'm not sure when this podcast will be out, but on our our U- uh, YouTube, on our Facebook and Twitter, uh, we've got a little compilation of goals that we scored in 2021, and there's some absolute crackers that I forgot about. Mainly, you know, it's it's like a goal of the season contest between Aaron Liam Hardy and. And Alex, um, and and you know one player that's got into double figures now is uh, Stephen McDonnell. Two goals. The other the other two goals were were you know in, impressive moves coming from you know Workshop being more aggressive. Um, obviously, Conor Smythe won one possession deep. They countered with uh, Vaughan Redford releasing Aaron Sent Nielsen. Sent its uh, ball into the middle was you know really you know fluffed by the goalkeeper, but. Maka showed an endeavour to get to the ball first and head it in despite two um, high boots, should we say. Um, and, you know, you've got to be pleased for Maka in them situations. Um, he works hard, doesn't he? Yeah, Maka's an hard worker. He's strong, he's powerful. 
um, he's like you said, double figures now. So it shows his, he, he can be clinical in front of goal. He, he's shown that time and time again. But what I have been happy with this season as well is the relationship between Senate Nielsen and Makara in certain parts of the season. Uh, I remember in the second half, um, uh, there was a, I can't remember which game it was, where Aaron's just sprayed this ball over from one side of pitch to Macker on the other, and he's just volleyed into the top corner. It was just, I'm guessing that's maybe one of the goal contenders we're going to talk about later, but it just, it, it just shows that them two connect. I mean, uh, and, and Alex was uh, uh, also instrumental in that second half as well. But Aaron was just, uh, Aaron's movement and his, and his balls across, they were just so deadly. But Macker's, Macker was just there. He, he, I prefer him in the middle of that middle of the box because he he is clinical. You know he can put put them put them chances away, and he, he just shows how much of a good player uh, Macker is. I think he's come on a lot um, since Parry came in. I think Parry's got his. We knew we knew Macker um, and what he could do, especially in his NCL days and that first season under KJ. Um, but I think somebody's um, sometimes it can be a bit of a. Not not a loose cannon. I think that's not the the right term to use. But I think he could sort of get his head down and 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 keep the ball to himself. Yeah. Now he's starting to become a less selfish, um, and he's you know he's giving um, opposition players something to deal with by with yeah. his bullish runs. But he's also picking out smart passes uh, and making right decisions. And and you know you mentioned his clinicalness. He has got a tendency to to miss one or two sitters, but. He, make, he more than makes up with, with the goals he's already scored. Um, you mentioned about Aaron, and obviously he was probably one of the uh, a standout player on that game. But another player, uh, especially in the week where uh, we all know Baxendale signed for Sheffield FC, uh, Paz came out in his interview after the Kiverton friendly and said that he want you know he's he's not going to be able to guarantee him game time, but he wants to you know focus on these two young players in Aaron and Alex Starshenko and yeah. you know when when something like that, that is said your following game where them two players shine it, it must give you a lot of confidence yeah because i mean it 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 shows i mean Bax is a fantastic player and it was sorry to see him go but uh, un- unfortunately these things happen in football and it's not always um, as straightforward as what people think um but I think for them two lads, yeah, it just shows that they'll add some so much confidence going into that game because of, like you've said, what Paris said after the game uh, about game time, which means that they he, he's got his trust in them two, them two type of players, and um, and they've repaid him in that second half. They've shown what he's what they're capable of. They've shown they can play against the big boys in this league and. Uh, yeah, long may that continue because I think they're two exciting players for works on. I think I've definitely seen a different side to Aaron and I think we've already waxed lyrical anyway of him, but um, Alex Starshenko um, just seems to get more elegant every game. He glides across the pitch, as yeah. I've already mentioned, a, a lot of times, but he's just fantastic to watch. And the way that he, you know, he is he, very aggressive in the press. He won the ball off of their player and then ran down the wing, put a perfect ball into Maka with his yeah. weak foot as well. Yeah. And you, <laughs> I think we just, every game, we're thinking, wow, what a player we've got on his hands with Alex Starshenko. Yeah, he, he's magnificent. Uh, he just he just 
goes past players like they're not there, and it's it, it just it's just natural to him to just get the ball and run and beat defenders and create chances. And for for strikers, that's just that's that's a delight. I mean, uh, like you said, the, the ball across was with his weaker foot, and it was it were a beautiful ball across. Um, He's he, he's one of those players. Also, he can he can also score goals as well as create goals. I mean, we've seen some cracking goals he scored this season. Uh, I think he's been. We've missed him when he were out when he when he was injured for that period. We we really missed that creativity in that midfield. Someone's going to get onto the ball and drag us over that line. Um, and I just think he's an exciting player. Uh, a lot of these players like Alex and Aaron and Maka, it's a hat off to Parry because they are improved players now that and you can that's got to be down to the coaching staff not just parry but the whole coaching staff uh, and it's it's great to see yeah as you mentioned he he does link up well with other players i mean the his two goals um against Hansworth uh last month he <clears throat> he linked up well with Vaughan Redford in there um he's already there's already a little bit of a bond between uh him and Liam Harder um you know and, and and when you've got these creative players around them, surely some, someone like Liam will, will benefit massively from that. Um, in terms of that second half as well, I think one of my you know the biggest positives for me as well was just the how we smothered possession. We and every time they got through, <clears throat> they the, the defense just seems to take a a lot more of a confidence to shut them out, and they didn't really threaten. And when they did. No. They sort of just got these half chances that were easily dealt with. Um, it, were there any other standout players for you, Luke? I've got one in mind, but I just wanted to pose the question to you first. Yeah, I, I think uh, I, I think even Liam's work, Liam Hardy's work rate in that second half was good. His, his movement was good. I mean, he come off. I think it was it in between the second and third goal. Was it? I think. Um, and but I thought I thought he was just as good. Uh, I think he created space uh, for for Maka and that to run into, and they were. I, I thought uh, thinking about it now. Uh, I liked Watto at back. I thought he was he was instrumental after obviously that awful injury he sustained against Sheffield FC. But luckily he came he came off okay. Uh, I just thought he he was solid at the back. Uh, Seb Seb was fantastic commanding his box. You know, uh, and I, I I thought overall it was a good performance. But um, yeah, uh, what what was your standout uh, performance that you was thinking of? I think it's the last two names you mentioned there. Yeah, Seb Malkowski. Um, I think we say it every time when we talk about Seb. Um, we mentioned when Tiernan went back, we weren't worried because we knew that Seb would be there, and and Seb's got to be one of the best goalkeepers in this league by far. He's He's still, you know, playing like he's a professional in in Poland again. He's fantastic, um, and and you know, says uh, thirty four, he's still really flexible. <laughs> really, really, his reactions are absolutely spot on. Made two great saves in the first, uh, two or three good uh, saves in the first half, uh, and we're just, you know, really good in the second half in terms of being switched on, ready for a couple of uh, attacks. I think he made another good save. Uh, from a header, um, but Adam Watson again. Um, we've already spoke about how good he's been since he came into the club. The injury to Sheffield FC was very, very worrying, 
Um, and, you know, he's already explained in the, the interview after the Kiverton match where he scored four as a number nine, which we never, I didn't think <laughs> we'd, we'd see. You know, when we announced him, he said that he could play either as a centre-back or, or a striker. Yeah. Um, and we saw him as a centre-half and we're thinking, wow, yeah, why, why would you have him up front? Because of his qualities. But he, he actually showed <laughs> that he could be a decent target man. I mean, he won everything in the air and his, his headers were measured and, you know, some absolutely beautiful goals. But to go from the situation, what, 14 days prior? Yeah. No, actually 16 days prior because we played on Monday, despite every time I, I, I go on to put... Um, our results and I keep thinking it's on the Saturday, but you know, it's just this time of year. Which I'm sure, if Dan Richards is uh, is is listening, he'll he'll, have, he'll batter me for saying that. You just don't know what day it is, but it's <laughs> it's true. Um, just moving on now, let's hear from uh, Paz and Pico about their thoughts on the performance. I think it's probably game to ask, really. I think uh, obviously we know Cleethorpes are one of the best sides in the league, and I think you know first half. They showed why they are. If, if I'm honest, I think the first 45 minutes probably best side I've, I think we've probably come against really. I think a good mix of, of what you need at this level, and, and we struggled to get to come to terms with it. But we made a little slight change at half time uh, in, in in the formation, and and uh, and it's probably our best performance at season. I think the second half I thought it was magnificent of from the goalkeeper all the way through the the the, the side. Uh, you know it's. Uh, he won, he won a great performance second half, and I think I think over over the course of the game, I think a, a deserved win. And bringing Senna on at half time, how much of an impact did that have on the side going into the second half? Yeah, I, <coughs> Alex, unfortunate. Yeah, I've been more fortunate to, to do pal the side recently. To be honest with you, he's he's, he's probably been one of our main main players all season. But he, he won half time it, again. He helped us because we we we, didn't, we we felt they pinned us back in, and we we you know we didn't really have the width. So the second half, we wanted to just make a, a change and get the width, and he's the ideal person for it. Hugging the touch lines, getting at the full backs, and putting crosses in the box. And you see, you know, he's, he's done that. He, he, he creates an assist and creates a goal. And uh, we've won five on the bounce now at home in all competitions. Yeah. How impressed have you been with the recent performances in the league at home? And uh, do you feel comfortable uh, in front of a home crowd? Now? Yeah, yeah. I think, uh, I think, I think again, it's just game by game. We have to manage the game. We have to watch how the game develops. Uh, I think we're fortunate where we have a squad where we can play, we kind of mix it up into into two system and drilling. And we've got to be, manage that and and be able to take it and judge each game as it comes at home. And I think. I don't think there's a, a game yet at home where we haven't had obstacles to come against, uh, and I think today shows it. But I think, you know, it, it's like you said, for five wins on the bounce. You know, we go away to Fickling R. We one of the form teams in the league, and you know, it won't, it won't be my main speech before 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 the game. We've got to come into the new year where every side in the top four, five, six, you know, hopefully we're in that pack, don't want to play us. You know, because I feel that we've got a set of group of lads in there, and 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 the players that we've got. I think if we can get on to start building momentum, I think we're a match for for any side in this league. But you've got to you've got to keep building that momentum. You've got to keep doing the right things. Uh, and today shows it again on his own patch, on our, on our, on our pitch. And uh, and and I thought the boys did did, did well at the end of the day. So Jake, a three-one victory over Cleethorpe Town. Uh, before we talk about that moment. Uh, what were your thoughts on the overall performance? Um, I thought we started off quite well. We just, we just lost his way again. We just seemed to just, we just get a bit nervous, and then we, we conceded a goal. 
and we just lost it a little bit. But we regrouped at half time, and I thought second half we played really well. I thought we played really well, and we deserved it. With the change at half time, how much do you think that inspired the momentum? Yeah, I just think it just a little change mixed it up a little bit. Um, I don't, I don't think Cody were playing bad. I don't think he deserved to come off. I thought he did well, but um, sometimes just a little change made a big difference, and he did. We were really on the front foot, uh, front foot, and uh, we look we look good. We look good second half. What do you think did change though uh, in that sort of swing? I don't know really. I don't know. I mean, we're a good side. Sometimes we just need to kick up backside really to get us going, and I think we got that at half time, and that, that's sometimes all it takes. We just need to be more consistent. And obviously, four minutes after half time, where on earth did that come from? It's been coming. That left foot. Um, no, just. Uh, Brought it inside and it opened up, so I thought, why not have a go? And it literally, like I said, flew to the top corner, so I can't, can't, you know, can't, can't uh, complain with that one. Good no. goal. And obviously, some of the lads. Don't minutes, so I can say good goal. <laughs> some of the lads are already giving you a little yeah. bit of banter about it. Um, oh, and when, when Turners went in uh, against Brighouse, we yeah. asked him the same question: Was it a shot or a cross? That was a shot. Turn, turns were a cross, hundred percent. That were a shot. Brought it inside and shot. And I think everybody who knows me knows I love a shot. And usually, it left foot to go flying off at bar and nowhere near. So. Yeah, I would do one. I would do one. It's been. It took a while, but I'm do one. And with um, obviously that sort of the change. Did do you think it needed something like that? I obviously? think so. Yeah. Sometimes it does. Sometimes it's a big tackle or it's something like that. Just something out of blue, uh, a bit of a moment. So, yeah, I think it, I think that did fire us up, and then we didn't look back really from there. And how good was it to see that instead of us, you know, just taking that goal, actually stepping on it and taking yeah. control of the game? Great. We need to keep doing that. This was a big game today. Really big game against a good side. And if we want to be where they are, we needed to win today. Um, we've just got to take the momentum now into Frickley and, and, and keep going, really. You know, second half of the season, big push. Who knows what can happen? We know we can beat anybody on this day. So, yeah, it's a, it's a good start. And with that ending the year with three points, uh, as captain, what are you hoping from your side in 2022? Want to finish as high as we can. We've got to aim for the top still. There's, no, there's nobody really, you know, massively running away with it. We, I know it's a, a long ask, but if we aim for the top and... We end up top five, six, well, top five, hopefully, that's what we want to be, that's what we're aiming for. We're not here to be mid-table, we're not here to be fighting relegation, we want to win things, and that's uh, every single player and management and everyone. I suppose with a win today, obviously, Cleefolds were fourth, ten points in front of us, um, obviously narrowed that gap down to seven, we've still got a game in hand over yeah. them. Yeah. It's a, today an actual, a really, really big result. It was a really big result, it was a really big game for us, we needed to get three points. And, uh, it didn't matter how we got it, but I thought second half, like I said, we did play really well. But it were, it were a massive, massive game, and uh, three points were vital today. Moving on now, Luke. Uh, one player we didn't mention um, on purpose, though, just to leave him for this little bit, uh, was Danny Burns. Yeah. Made his first start for the Tigers after signing on Thursday or Friday. <laughs> um, what were your thoughts on his performance? Yeah, uh, very impressed. First impressions, I thought, uh, I thought he was solid. Certainly in the second half, um, I, he looks like a leader. Uh, like I said in the interview, um, he's a no-nonce defender, which is I think which is which is brilliant. I think it takes pressure off uh, some of the centre backs as well. You know, um, it gives them it gives them uh, some uh, some added competition. I think as well, which will also raise the game hopefully. Um, uh, and uh, I think it's it, it's going to be it, he's going to be a good player for Worksop, and uh, it was good to see him perform like that in front of a record crowd. He definitely, I think he'll admit the first fifteen minutes. I think he looked a little bit shaky, but I think anyone that's just thrown into a new side, yeah, it's going to be like that. Um, and obviously, he was playing at Frickley, so he's you know the quality from going from there to here is going to be, um, you know, it's going to increase. 
Um, he's also, you know, but as soon as he stepped into it, and I think the goal sort of gave him a little kick up the backside to say, look, you've got to switch on at all times. Played against Clee Forbes, um, and we need <laughs> we need you. And he basically came in, then he, he, he had that little shake. He, after that, dominant in the air, comfortable on the ball. You know, it, it, it also adds a little bit of cover to the, the defence. You know, he, he said about Paz's small squad, um, and he, you know, as, as he mentioned, he doesn't want to be managing eighteen to twenty players. He wants a small squad where it's competitive, but every player's involved. Um, and with his uh, options in there, I, I should imagine he'll be coming in and trying to start every week. But he's also got that cover there where you know Gibbos to come back from you know testing positive. Um, there's you know Pico can drop into centre half, uh, Deegan can drop into centre half. We've got a lot more cover there, which is a little bit more um, relaxing, uh, should we say, with with the amount of injuries we've had. Yeah, it's it's, it's been important because, we, like I said, we've had a lot of injuries throughout the season uh, at the back. There's always been uh, at least someone out, um, and I think it, like you've just mentioned there, Deegan and. And and, he, and Pico, like we mentioned earlier, that's that's been put into this fullback role. I think it's important that they can play to a couple of positions because it it takes the pressure off of uh, if we get injuries because then we've we've got other players then that can that can fill into that role and do a job while while they're absent. Um, I, I think um, I, I think another centre back is what we've uh, definitely what we've needed. Uh, we've got. Um, We've got some very um, important games coming up, uh, and I just feel um, I just feel with uh, Parry uh, working on certain things uh, at the back with, with with his backroom staff. I think it, it's paying off now. So before we um, move on, let's hear from Mr. Burns. Welcome, Sunderland. Uh, what was your take on your first game for the club? No, I think I think it's a good start. To be fair, first half we knew we could have done way better. That's what got said in, in the changing room, but come out firing second half. Got a nice goal early doors, big curly toe. I don't know. Paco, if he, if he scores a lot, I don't know. But now nah, we were on the front foot all the second half, so really, yeah. And uh, your recent move, what made you uh, move to Sandalane? What was the process? Um, well, I come here pre-season, had a look around and stuff like that, but probably wasn't the right time at the minute. But I've seen that the, the club's flying, going in the right direction, so too hard to not turn down to be honest and do you have any personal ambitions while you're at the club what you want to achieve or have you just... um, well I've seen that we're pretty much near the playoffs so that's probably the aim to be honest get up there yeah and uh, is there any, anything from your previous experiences that you'll take into uh, playing at this level I just think I'm not pretty much an old school centre half so I'll do the dirty work while the other lads they can pass it about and stuff like that don't, don't get me wrong I can pass it a little bit but clean sheets are the main goal Shame not to get one today, but we'll go again. Go again, New Year's Day. And there's a, a big crowd here today. How, how impressed was you with the with Yeah, turnout? it is a very good turnout. And when I played here earlier in the season, it was exactly the same. So it's a, it is a good following. And uh, Dan Burns made his debut today. Uh, yeah. How important is he going to be in the side? And was you impressed with his first uh, appearance for the club? Yeah, I think I thought Dan did very well. I thought the back four... Uh, I thought first half I think we were slightly just just slightly too deep, but second half we we took the responsibilities off him in, in going forward and just just wanting him to defend, uh, and and I thought they did really well the second half, and I thought Dan in the middle of the back four, you know, took charge, dominated alongside you know Watto in there, and I thought the two 
dominant performances and both full backs I must say I think Jay Picton and Connor I think is probably both they they should be the confidence for them too should be flying into the next game because I think you know for their performance the second half alongside the two centre halves including Dan I think were magnificent I think both of them handled uh, very good players very well Right then the President's Club uh, Player of the Month uh, obviously, in December we only had one game um, after you know postponements and that Sheffield FC game uh, being abandoned. So that month's votes are going to be moved into the January, the hectic schedule that we've got. So that must, you know, surely that's going to make it more open, and then um, we'll not get two back-to-back months again. Um, which you know, fair play to the player that won it in November. Seeing as we've not had a podcast to sort of have you know talk about him. Uh, but Liam Hardy has won the award for November. Uh, he scored four goals in five games, uh, two against Bridlington, one against Mask and uh, one against Handsworth. Um, we, you know, he won the October award after a few games, uh, but impressive start. Um, how do you think he's handled this sort of past month? I think he's been brilliant. I think he's been one of the standout players this month. Uh, he knows he's got an eye for goal. Uh, he's 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 hit the ground running since he's really joined. You can just see his movements. Like I mentioned earlier, his, his movements brilliant because he he'll run out wide. He'll run he'll, he'll run in behind defenders. He'll make so many different runs, and it must be a nightmare for defenders to read because he's he's not easy to uh, to mark against because he's he, he's a clever footballer. He knows where he knows where he wants the ball. Uh, players are confident in him, so they'll play play the ball into him. And uh, yeah, I think he's deserved the player of the month because his goals have been vital. Um, I mean, he's he scored he scored some really good goals for us already. Um, and I'm really happy for the, uh, uh, really hopeful for the future. Uh, William Hardy at this football club. He is certainly one of the best forwards that I've seen at, at Sandy Lane into at four works up town. I mean, there's one there's one player. Well, two players, one at, at Chesterfield, uh, Tom Denton, and then the other one that we'll probably get onto in a little bit as uh, soon as he's at Frickley now, uh, Leon Metham. Them, them two are obviously going to be unchallenged in my mind, I think, uh, due to that, what they brought. But Liam is definitely running close. I think, obviously, he's playing at a level below uh, where we saw Metham and Denton, but he, you know he certainly passes the traits of, of a forward in the Northern Premier Division. Um, and he's certainly not dropped any sort of quality. He's kept them high standards up, and he's a forward that, you know, when you know we've not been the best in the last couple of months, and he's managed to dig us out of that with his vital goals. And that, you can see that. Well, I mean, he's he's one of the best forwards at this division, and um, he's even admitted that he he wants to go for that golden boot. He's currently, I think, he's is twelve behind uh, Adam Boys at the minute, which is is not. Um, impossible, but Adam Boys of Mask seems to be just scoring every week. Um, he's he's on thirty six in all competitions for the season, which is crazy. Um, but it, it's just good to have that sort of player that you can depend on for goals, and you know, it's not just his goal scoring; it's his it's his work rate in in between the lines as well. Uh, yeah, he's. Uh... He's he, he's an hard worker. Um, he he won't just sit around and um, uh, and wait for something to happen. He'll he'll make something happen, uh, and I think uh, w- with that mindset, it helps it helps us when we're going forward. Because, I mean, if say like for example, if he's running down the wing, uh, and he 
pulls a defender out, then there's a gap for Starshenko or whichever centre midfielder to run into that space, and then all of a sudden you've got you know he, he, he but even if you get if you give him the ball, it can it, it can create a chance and score, you know, and uh, it is it, it, a nightmare. But um, yeah, I I, I think um, I think. I think he's uh, he's it's going to be interesting to see what um, uh, what happens in the future. It's also going to be interesting to see what tally he finishes on. I wish we had him from the first game of the season, uh, but he's already scored. I mean, he scored seven for Hyde um, before joining us. Uh, he scored six already for Worksop. He, he's starting to you know creep up the table a little bit in terms of that. And if you add the goals for the season, he's already on twelve. So if I'm not sure how the Northern Premier Division, well, Northern Premier League, sorry, work out the goals in terms of top scorers. But I know on the chart that they put out, he's on 12 with seven from Hyde. So, you know, it's going to be interesting. We'll, uh, we'll uh, or 13, I should say. Hold on. Yeah, 13, my maths is. You can tell why I've not, not, not been to school for a bit. Um, <laughs> um, but, you know, let's move on now because there's a pretty pretty big game happening on New Year's Day, which is tomorrow um, from where we're recording. Hopefully we'll get this out tonight so you can preview that game properly. Um, frankly, Athletic then, Luke, we sort of owe them one for what happened last time. Yeah, that were a tough pill to swallow that because, I mean, it were a tight game. Uh, it could have gone either way. Uh, we were pushing for that winner. And then when, as uh, soon as Liam, Liam come on it, you sit back in your mind, then he's going to score the winner, isn't he? He's going to he's going to stick one to all to all us, and uh, because since he's left, and that's exactly what happened, weren't it? it Where it, you just seen him go through, and your heart just dropped, and yeah, he put it, it were it, that were a tough afternoon for us. Um, but I think I think we're a much more mature side since then. I think we're playing much better. So I think it will be it'll be interesting to see what kind of performance we give, uh, and it would be nice to get one over them on their patch. Yeah, that was <laughs> for any works on fan. I think heartbreaking to see somebody that's got you know legend status at the yeah. club, um, you know, scored them fifty goals um, in that one season, and you know the season before he was still top scorer, not in the league, but for us, um, I think he scored eighty six in two years and then scored a couple when he came back the other year but um he he's just a legend and just to see him um <laughs> see him score was was heartbreaking and he just knew it was going to happen he's a maverick and he's them you know them moments is where you need someone like Leon Metham that you can chuck off at uh, he can come off at bench get you a goal um it's sort of what Kyle Jordan was to us for a few years um and you know he's still got absolute quality. You never lose that skill, do you? Uh, and that anticipation. And yeah. unfortunately, it fell to us. And you know he grabbed the headlines um, and then complained about it because we didn't put anything out on social media <laughs> afterwards. Which you know we we don't do any highlights anyway. So just um, a bit of a strange comment. But we'll uh, <laughs> we'll move on. Um, they have played seventeen games since um, we well since they beat us. Only won one league game and one cup game since. Um, they're on a bit of a downward spiral. Um, their last game, they lost 2-0 to Pontefract uh, on on Monday. Um, it, it, things just don't seem all too well, Luke. Yeah, 
Um, I think I think when you get results like that, you, you, you see some sides you've seen them before uh, where they've just gone and had just a terrible run where just either looks not not going their way, they've uh, defending badly, or you know they're just not performing to the levels that that you need to in these leagues. And um, I, I think uh, I, I think with it, they'll they'll want to try and get one over. So I would imagine they will. It'll be a tight game because they'll want to contain us. They'll not want us to play football, uh, and they'll try and uh, edge edge the victory again, like they did at, at Sandy Lane. I think that probably will be the mindset. Uh, but as a Frickley fan, yeah, I would be very worried with that stats that you've just read out there. For any football fan, that that's a frightening stat to uh, to face. Yeah, they currently sit fourteenth at the minute. Um, they are um, quick maths here. Seven points above the relegation zone, so they will be worried. Um, I think that's an understatement, actually. Yeah. But you know, frankly, have been aside that they, they they either always seem to be challenging down at the bottom or 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 just mid table. They had that couple. They've had a couple of playoff seasons where uh, I think it was two thousand and seventeen or eighteen where they finished in the playoffs and lost to um, Stanford in the semi finals. I know me, Rich, Nelson, and Dino. Um, all went down there uh, to watch it, and I think Dan Burns started for uh, Frickley that day on on loan from um, where would he be on loan from? I think from Buxton. Um, so he he definitely knows the place. We've got a lot of connections between us and us and Frickley. Um, obviously, Pico was captain there, um, and <laughs> it's going to be a tasty one. Um, that's all we can say. They've. Obviously, they've they've got lost a, a few players since we played them, uh, including Dan Burns. So there's a there's a lot of rivalry in this, and it, it's one it's a game that works. What fans always look to have uh, first look at uh, is when we're playing them away, and it, it could be a very feisty affair, Luke. Yeah, uh, it's going to be it, there. There is biggest rivals in this league, um, like you mentioned. We always look out the, uh, the fixture when we're playing Frickley. Uh, yeah, there's a bit of rivalry there, and um, it, I think it'll be a, a, a tight, tough game, uh, like, like a, a local derby centre field to it. Um, uh, and yeah, I think it'll be it'll be interesting to see how we deal with it, how we deal with them as, uh, as a side, whether we've learnt from as last last time we played them. Uh, and I think I think it'll be interesting to see what how it will pan out, whether it'll be tight or whether the floodgates will open. I don't know, but um, I, I, I'm expecting. And what I'm wanting, we obviously wanting the three points. We need it. We need to uh, keep keep winning games and keep the pressure on the top on the top five. Yeah, we've got a bit of um, momentum at the minute. Anyway, um, I think I think we said five games on the bounce. I think it's now. Yeah. It was actually six. Um, we we we're on. That, that's his home form, and away from home, things have tailed off a little bit. Um, obviously, we last we've lost those last two away games against Lincoln and Mask, which you know the Mask one was you know very close to being a draw. Um, definitely deserves something out of that. Uh, and his last away, and and obviously the the game before that was a draw with Brighouse, which arguably we should have we could actually we could have lost by a lot because of that first half performance, but the second half we should have won. Um, and could have, um, I think there were a few, you know, like fine margins at the end. And his last away victory came on the 2nd of October 
um, against Pickering Town. So it would really? be nice to get back into the swing of things and get, you know, get back on the uh, on track on the road. But you've got, you know, we've only we've only played four home game away games in that period, um, which is strange to think. But it's this time of year, in it where there's no where a lot of games are getting postponed and stuff like that. But but yeah, three points would be very welcomed, um, considering how tight it is now. Uh, obviously, Cleethorpes, we've got a bit of ground on them and we've got two games in hand, but there's still a lot of catching to do to get in that final playoff spot. Um, I, I think uh, we've got a couple of games in hand. I think if if, if we win them, we go to, I think, a point behind them at the minute. Uh, and I, I think if we can... If we can kind of catch them up a bit more this weekend, then we win them games in hand, then we, we don't just catch up by a point. We can leapfrog them hopefully into the playoffs. Um, just got to just got to keep keep this momentum going, and if we stumble a little bit, we've got to pick ourselves back up and, and get back on it because a couple of results and you're back up there again. And uh, I, I think it's going to be an interesting end to the season where this is going to go. I think it'll go down to the wire. Yep, and I mean, gonna frickly, it's never an easy place to go. The um, the ground is, um, you know, it's it's not not falling apart, but it's an old fashioned non league ground. Yeah, the pitch is very boggy, uh, and frickly, just naturally, there's a bit of bitterness and and spite towards workshop anyway through the fan rivalry. So it should make for an interesting watch, and hopefully, we can be on the positive side of that. And uh, frickly New Year's Day. Yeah. Uh, what kind of game are you expecting from them? Yeah, we've we've been out and, and, and watched Frickley over the last couple of games. Uh, it's a tough, the, the, it's a tough place to go. Tough side, uh, you know, very physical, very dominant in in, in what they do. Uh, and they'll be, you know, they've got an experienced manager in there who is an experienced management team. Really, like that's in there. That that'll set themselves up to be difficult to beat, but also to try and take the game to us. So we expect nothing more than an extremely difficult game and one that we've got to prepare right for you know we'll be in this week training very hard and, and setting ourselves up looking how we can combat and, and, and combat their strengths and, and try and take the game to them as you mentioned Frick Clay uh, how much are you looking forward to that one yeah good game um, nice nice ground where I used to play um, it'll be a good game it'll be a tough game as always when you play against Frick Clay but um, we're up for it we're ready and, and it'll be a good game and uh, yeah we're ready to go as you mentioned, obviously your former club, but is there a little bit of bite and slash redemption in there after what happened here? Yeah, we that were a disappointing game. That were really poor. I mean, we look back at some of the games that we've had, and if we'd have won those, we'd have been in a di- different position now to where we are. I mean, we're not in a bad position, but we could be a lot higher up. Um, no, I don't think so. I don't think so. We'll ju- we're just going to every game, go into every game, try and win, and uh, it's another big game for us that we've got. We've got to try and get three points. But tonight, before fireworks tomorrow on the pitch there's going to be a lot of fireworks tonight it's it's new year's eve we go into a new year you know new year new me as a lot of people like to post on facebook which is absolutely cringy as hell um if we just wanted to take it back for the year um it's been a very strange one um obviously because of covid um we, we we i was going to go try and go month by month but obviously for for several months there's nothing that happened <laughs> the in January, obviously, Craig Rouse left to go to Pontefract, um, who seemed to have, you know, like turned a little bit of a corner now. They're starting to pick up a few results, which is, you know, nice nice to see from their perspective. But for us, we want to keep winning. Um, you know, and Baxendale was promoted to the management team. That's all that happened, really, in them first months up until April. 
Um, in April, then we had the behind closed doors saga uh, and friendlies, which was was good for us to be able to watch football and try and report from an you know an objective point of view. But you know, just not having having no fans there until the last two games was just not very nice to have. But it, it allowed the club to get the changing rooms fully built and. And wow, doesn't Sandy Lane look beautiful now anyway? Oh, it's magnificent. I mean, I've seen people that have come down for the first time throughout 2021 and they've just been impressed by uh, the work that's gone off. I mean, we've got a brand new uh, stand around, uh, behind the, uh, uh, where we are now. Uh, it's it, with a good media box. You've got uh, a, a nice uh, barrier uh, with obviously the, the 4G pitch. The dressing rooms are just absolutely outstanding. We've got a, a lovely treatment room as well. Uh, we've got a, a nice walkout for the for workshop to come out. I think uh, I think everything has just been brilliant in the last in the last 12 months for workshop. It's just been a shame with COVID that we can't finish that we've not been managed to finish last season. Uh, but I think we'll be. I think we'll. Uh, I'll be very surprised if it's non voided this year. I don't think it will because uh, I, I just think. Um, I think, and I think it's important that the season uh, finishes and that we go on to, and, and then we kick on and go on. And uh, there's no uh, stopping of um, stopping the leagues because it, it, it's it means a lot to people, you know. And it's it, it, it's sad to see that the last two have been null and voided. So hopefully. Uh, well, it's been a good year, uh, and I'm looking forward to 2022. Obviously, we've had um, talked a little bit there, and obviously, we'll talk a bit more about 2022 and its hopes and stuff. Um, but as you mentioned, it's just beautiful to see. Um, and I think if we'd have recorded this podcast a week or two, well, probably a week ago, we'll, we'll be more concerned about a you know a lockdown and a yeah. and, and a no, another null and voices and however them talks are starting to. Yeah. you know quieting a little bit and things starting to you know let I, I want to say turn a corner but yeah. you know how frantic um johnson can be yeah. so hopefully, hopefully we we don't get into another situation where we're we're looking at a season which is wasted again um in terms of the games for workshop obviously july and august brought a, a lot of optimism with how we we're playing in pre-season i know then final games against walsall and and Huddersfield, we were looking in a position where we thought, wow, we're going to blow teams out of the water. Didn't start too well with Yorkshire Amateurs, that loss against Yorkshire Amateur, but followed that up with a win against Sheffield FC. Then we had the two games against Eastwood. We played Stockton away and beat them. But then obviously the Frickley result, I will not mention too much. Um, it, it, start, it's, it feels like it's been a slow start to the season. But in retrospect, I, th- I feel like we've actually had quite a quite a good 2021. Um, obviously, a 50% win rate uh, in all competitions. And I, I feel like we've, we've been a little bit better. Um, we, well, we've picked up results where we're still gelling as a side. Yeah, I, I think uh, we've, in the last few months, I think it's, it's seemed to have got some players in that uh that are going to be vital for us going forward. Um, I think if we can keep injury free, uh, I, I think we could we, we could really be a, a strong a, a strong opponent uh, to for the playoffs, not just for the playoffs to win the playoffs. And it that will it, I think um, 
I think on and off the field, everything seems to be clicking now, and it's uh, it, it's good to see. Uh, and I think twenty twenty two will be another great year for Works, I'm sure. And I think uh, I think everyone at the club is excited for what's going to happen. Before we go into twenty twenty two, I put a post on the uh, the forum last night. Uh, which has has got one response from Mick West, uh, which I understand because it was done very very last minute. Um, so, so apologies for that. Normally we'll we we'll give a couple of days to people to answer, but um, I asked several things um, about you know best performance, best favorite goals, stuff like that. Um, so this is what Mick West has put. He put for best performance. He put since I missed the clean match, uh, I would go for Pickering away, weathered an early bit of pressure and then totally controlled the game, which I, you know, was a fantastic game. Uh, his favourite goal was Liam Bateman's goal against Sheffield FC. Um, and he, he also said Bates was his best player um, and will be like a new signing when he comes back from injury. Uh, his favourite moment was the signing of uh, an old-fashioned centre-forward in Liam Harder. And the thing he's looking forward to most in 2022 is the team reaching its full potential, going on a run and finishing third, which is you know great expectations there. Uh, Luke, so I'm going to pose these questions to you. Uh, yep. What, what, in your opinion, obviously because of other things happening, I think we've both missed a few games and it's been more sporadic. But yeah. what has been, in your opinion, your best uh, workshop's best performance of 2021? Um, I think I think the second half against Cleethorpes uh, was I was there at probably the best performance I've seen at but over ninety minutes. Um, so I like the Sheldon game. I thought I thought ninety minutes. It, it we wasn't. It it was a proper game of football. I thought it were two quality sides at top trying to trying to just outdo the other, and I just thought it were. A very professional and disciplined performance in a time when, at home, we were we were struggling for results and we were thinking, oh, we'd take a draw today because at home we're not we've not been that good. And I just think it proved to everyone uh, that result, uh, just how, uh, how how good we can be and how we can play in front of his home fans. And I, I think after that result, we kind of kicked on at home and and we um, and we grew confidence more at home after that result. I'd have to agree. I think the the performance that in my mind was yeah, Shildon. Um, I think, like yeah, you mentioned, it was just two good sides really playing against each other. Um, the you know built a bit of atmosphere as well. Shildon brought a few fans down. Works up obviously back to numbers. Yeah. Um, and I think just the 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 you know they had two forwards who had scored a combined twenty four goals. I think so far this season didn't really get a sniff. Yeah. Um, you know, the first goal was a bit poor to concede, but I mean, we've said how many times we've said that for from Workshop this year. But yeah. the the actual spirit to actually not let them get carried away, which they have done this season, uh, with results uh, for us to stay tight again. Um, Lewis Gibbons and Adam Watson scored uh, from set pieces, and I think overall we just the controlling of the ball was absolutely yeah. fantastic and I quite enjoyed it. I think we've had good second half performances, like you mentioned, the second half against Hebburn uh, yeah. was absolutely brilliant. I mean, Zayn Akeem uh, was obviously yeah. moved on now, scored an absolute belting goal. Yeah. I think there were, there were times where, uh, you know, first half against Osset, we were fantastic, but second half tailed off. Again, Pickering Town performance was fantastic. Um, 
I think one of my favourite p- games, I think one of, one of my favourite moments and games of the season um, was actually Stockton Town away, considering how you know they'd not lost at home for about two and a half years. And we went there, got yeah. obviously a 1-0 result, put in an absolutely hard-grafted performance and deserved the win ultimately. Um, but yeah, moving, moving on before we go on to moment, favourite goal, Luke? Yeah, I got it wrong earlier. Uh, I do apologise. Uh, it, it was uh, Macca's uh, ball over to Aaron, who, uh, who side foot volley. Would, uh, it, was, it was a great goal. That uh, it, um, I think the angle that we had uh, from the media box was, was bang behind it, and it, uh, it was it, it was brilliant. It was just it was just such a, a great goal. The ball didn't even touch the floor, and before it hit the net, and it was just it was just a great, well worked goal. I, I think one that goes um, under the radar a little bit um, was the Alex Starshenko volley against Tadcaster. Sort of just fell to him. He took one touch and then smashed it. Uh, caught the keeper really off guard. But there's, you know, the the, the one that obviously got the volley there and Pico's goal will probably be up there as well. I, I've got but, another one. Uh, but when back to lob the keeper at Pickering, that was a that was a great goal. When yeah, he, that was. That, I mean, the keeper passed it to him, but to execute that was just amazing. I mean, that one backs us forte, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah, the chip. He's done a couple of them. I remember the one at at Garth of Town, and it left me and Glenn going, "Wow, yeah. we have we've got a really quality player on his hands." I think yeah. my pick though would be another Aaron Sennett Nielsen finish, but it would be the one against Eastwood to put us four three up. Um, he sort of obviously Zane held off his marker and passed it into Aaron's feet. Aaron sort of did like it. He dropped his shoulder, took one touch, and then bent it into the top corner. It was yeah. an it, the flowing move was absolutely fantastic. But you know, I'm I'm also a sucker for like a good header. So the the uh, Adam Watson goal against Shildon was was absolutely it was was yeah. up there as well. But um, I, I'm gonna go for the the Seno goal against. Um, against Eastwood, and I'm sure, I mean, the confidence is flowing through Aaron, so hopefully he can give us a couple more bangers in in 2022 uh, and make a good uh, goal of the season competition when we get round to it. Um, let's, moving on, obviously it's probably going to, we've mentioned Aaron here, there, uh, there for the goal, but who's been your best player so far in 2021? Uh, Star uh, I think for me, uh, I think he's he, he's so, he's so important to the side. Uh, I think when he's out, we really miss him because of the uh, the creativity and the goals that he produce. Um, it's it's tough because there's a lot of players, uh, Liam Hardy with his goals and how good how well he's been. I mean, we mentioned it earlier. Um, I think Deegan's been fantastic. I think he's grown up and been a great player. Uh, you mentioned Seb. Seb's a great keeper, um, but. For me, I just think Starsenko has been... We've missed him when he's not been in the side. Uh, and I, it just makes you appreciate him even more when he's not there because of how good he is. What about yourself? Yeah, I think... I, I'm tempted between... I were going to say Deegan, and, but I think he's been... You know, he's, he's, no matter how good he has been, he's been a bit sporadic as well. Uh, and I think Mac had tailed off a little bit, but he's been brilliant over the course. I, I, I think I'd have to agree with you, with Alex Starshenko, just because, yeah. um, you know, probably him and the rivalry between him and Aaron for that first month 
yeah. uh, Player of the Month award was was absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and obviously, Deegan Pipton, we're like getting all of the votes in them last two games, which sort of swayed it after it being split. Yeah. Um, but he's just a different beast, isn't he? This year, he's, he's sort of coming yeah. into his own. He's been absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I'm excited to see what can come from him because obviously he's only 22, 21, yeah. 22. He's still got plenty of time to grow, and it is scary what what level he could get to with a little bit more experience. Um, and and obviously, <laughs> I think he's just he's just brilliant. He's such a graceful player to watch, and and um, and like I said, I'm excited to see what can come from him. Uh, favorite moment then, Luca twenty twenty one. I would probably say uh, the last that second half performance uh, because. Uh, or, or Saturday, uh, the last game, because I, I just think how worried I was at half time with how how well they were playing, and it was a it was a big game for us because Cleethorpes are one of his rivals, but we we really needed something from the game. So uh, I, I just think the second half just made me it, it, there were a lot of relief, uh, a lot of. A lot of pride, uh, and then also a lot of um, a lot of um, uh, expectation now because of how the performance we, we produced. And I just think it it does shows that this side's good enough, and it's got the, we've got what it takes to uh, to push on. Uh, so I think probably the second half against Cleethorpes, just the manner in how we did it, uh, and with like Dan Burns playing in front of a record crowd, I think that was probably. It, it was great, and plus it's Christmas time, so you, you're in the, you're in you're in the jolly mood. You know, you're off work and you're you're enjoying stuff, and seeing games like that just makes it even better. So the second half performance uh, against Cleethorpes. What about yourself? I'm I'm not sure what mine might be. Um, it's I difficult, think, isn't it? Yeah, I'm I'm thinking. I think uh, you and Coleman getting hit with a football yeah. um, against Kiverton would be up there. Yeah, um, <laughs> he, he liked the chant as well against uh, Pickering, weren't it? They started uh, the fans were chanting his name, and he, he were loving that, weren't he? Oh, I, yeah. I think the moments after the Pickering get well, the second half yeah. um, <laughs> would be up there because obviously we 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 tend to we try to be serious uh, with the media, but you know that that day we decided you know everything were going right for us, yeah. and it was such an enjoyable second half. It was absolutely chucking it down, and it, it we I was getting it felt like a few years ago when we were, when we'd obviously stand with away fans and yeah, and obviously get joining with chance again, obviously coming as a workshop lad anyway I were, we were part of the Barmy Army and stuff like that so yeah. it just felt like it were back to there obviously I would be you uh, Gooders was there as well um, Mike we were all together and it, it just felt really it was a nice moment there um, yeah. the only other moment I'd probably say would be seeing the changing rooms for the first time this year yeah. when they when they properly opened I was you know not, not uh, struck to tears but I was on that emotional edge, and I was yeah. I was like, "This is amazing, considering where where we we've come from." I remember, and also, you know, standing in the, I were in the stand behind the dugouts when that first went up with Rich Nelson and and Glenn Howarth, and we were both we were all all three of us were just looking at each other, thinking, "This this is amazing um, to yeah. go from from where we were in tw- in February twenty twenty um, with the debt to go from that to this and what Pete's done." Is uh, tremendous. Yeah, uh, everyone at the club 
uh, want to pat on the back because of they've all been brilliant. Uh, everyone's worked together. Everyone's. I think it's made us more closer as a club with what's happened. Unfortunately, some things like this have to happen to uh, to bring people closer. Um, luckily, we've come out of it. Uh, we fell on his feet. I mean, Pete's been fantastic. He he, he knows what he's doing. Uh, you you just you just got so much trust and faith in him, and because of everything that he's done, uh, and he's just he's like a godlike figure, isn't he? It works up at the minute because he's saved the club and he's saved everyone's uh, everyone's what everyone's been doing for the last uh, for for the majority of their lives. That are going to handle on a Saturday and cheering works up on which. Was gonna be was in uh, yeah it was in question whether that was gonna happen anymore and uh, I just think uh, yeah thank you to Pete thank you to Parry and uh, the backroom staff and everyone at the club I think with uh, the directors and everyone the whole fans and I think uh, I think it's been it's it's been a good year and hopefully next year we can just kick on and I think we deserve some kind of like um, some success going forward. I think people have worked hard, so long may it continue. I think the story of um, us dropping out of the Northern Premier Division into the NCL, obviously surviving in the NCL, nearly getting promoted. Um, if it weren't for the you know the juggernaut, which were Shawlane, uh, moving on to you know back seasons of regression, um, the whole Mark Shaw debacle, um, Duncan Milligan. <laughs> just to scare people we've, we've been too positive in this podcast so let's let's bring it down a notch now um obviously then the the 22 games um getting promoted under dense then obviously dense leaving kyle steering the club um to sort of just you know it were it weren't damaged limitation but yeah. he, he managed but to keep it, us it was a good experience for kyle if he wants to go into management as well because then he's got some kind of management uh, experience, you know, and I think he'll have exp- he'll have learnt a lot himself, and I think he he, he enjoyed he enjoyed being manager of the club as well, didn't he? Yeah, but obviously going from that to then the debt, Pete coming in, and then Pete taking us on this journey yeah. with Paz, it'd be just a nice fitting end in that seven year period, um, for us to you know be back, get us back into the Northern Premier Division, which yeah. you know at this. It, it, there were a few questions, obviously, on whether we could, um, with the form that we were on a little bit. But I think these last few games and, and performances have shown that we can compete. And if we can get in them playoff positions, you know, it's anyone's game. It's a lottery, and then we can build for the future. But speaking of the future, twenty twenty two, what are you looking to get out of uh, that? What do you think will will be happening next year? Uh, I, I think. I think the mindset will be to get into the playoffs uh, and go as far as we can. Uh, like you said, hopefully we can return back to, back to where we were seven years ago. That would be that would be the ideal uh, uh, start uh, uh, start to twenty twenty two, uh, and then hopefully next season um, progress uh, as, as a club. Just just whether that's in this league or on or or the next league. So. Progression if we're still in this league is to get promoted, or if it's the if we go up, probably a bit of stability, just find his feet in that league and then uh, push on from there. But um, yeah, I, I think getting to the playoffs 
uh, would would be very happy for Mo for every workshop fan, I think, because then it gives us it gives us a chance to get into the next league. Just to be able to support a club at the minute, yeah. Uh, after what's gone off is, is good enough for me. But yeah. uh, if we can keep being competitive, that would be fantastic. Um, obviously, we don't just go into twenty twenty two. We're absolutely thrown into twenty twenty two with the amount of fixtures we've got in January. Uh, we are currently on eight. Um, we got Frickley away, Pickering at home on the following Saturday. Tuesday the 11th, we're away at Yorkshire Amateur. Then we're away at Dunstan on the 15th, away at Rossington in the Cup on, on the 18th. On the 22nd, we're also away at Stokesbridge. Uh, and then we finish off that month with two home games on the 25th and the 29th uh, against Sheffield and Brighouse Town. Um, it's certainly going to be a big ask, but you know we mentioned about what we want in 2022. I really want that Sheffield and Hallamshire Senior Cup. See yeah. us win it to see us win it in 2012 against Frickley was brilliant, and you know arguably, well not arguably, we are the highest placed team in that final four. Uh, Rossington Main are a fantastic outfit this year. They they're at, like after a couple of years of you know sort of stumbling, they they are they have really turned it around. Uh, and obviously Russ Shepherd is there, and he's you know top top lad Russ. Um, there's a few you know I think the other semi final is Maltby and Parkgate, and I think there's out of them two teams, I'd rather play Parkgate. Um, as you know, because we know what Maltby's like. They are. Um, they are feisty, a feisty team to play against. Um, but if we could get into that uh, that final, that'd be absolutely brilliant, wouldn't it? Yeah, yeah, it would, mate. It would be. Um, it 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 would be it would be good for the, the town. I mean, when we, when we got when we won the league cup, you could see there were a thousand fans at, uh, at the Donny Stadium, and it was just great. It just felt the whole workshop was there, and uh, yeah, yeah, I think it, it'll give confidence to players. Uh, confidence with, uh, with with the directors and everyone at the club will, will have this feel good factor, and everyone loves a, a good cup run, don't they? Yep, and it would make us the joint record holders oh. of the competition with thirteen. Oh wow! I think uh, frankly, have got thirteen. I think we've got twelve, or it's something in them that ballpark figure, uh, which which would be fantastic. Um, but yeah. On to 2022, um, we've got, obviously, New Year's resolutions, as we mentioned earlier. Um, got a couple for the podcast, obviously, and, and the media. Uh, Luke, have you got any resolutions? Um, no, not particularly. I think, um, no, I, I, because, I, um, no, I don't have any. I don't have any. I don't have any this year, to be honest, mate. What about yourself? <laughs> We've, this is a great segment, Luke. Well done. I know. Sorry, mate. I, I, no, I, I no, don't you... worry. Um, we, well, for the podcast, is obviously to make it more um, consistent. Uh, obviously, we started yeah. off really well, I think, and then sort of things started happening. University, people get busy, and we just found you know not not time, not yeah. enough time to. Uh, to record, but I think with me, you, and Michael sort of becoming a trio uh, eventually uh, when we get all get <laughs> get to get uh, able yeah. to get together, I think we can make that more consistent. Um, yeah. I think the whole me- media as a whole is to taking a little knock anyway because of um, how busy I've been and we've been. Yeah. And um, so in 2022, I think we, it's time to take it up a notch. I think uh, yeah. we as lot. Um, so hopefully. 
you'll enjoy the podcast this more. We've said about getting fans on and more interviews, and we've failed to do that so far. So that would be another resolution. Hopefully, we it, it can be we can come out as one of the one of the top media teams in this league. I think Stockton's is fantastic. Frickley's not so much, but uh, and obviously Brig. Uh, I think the Bridlington one that made me laugh when they played Mask, um, because they were six 0 down and they were still in full capital saying Adam Boys is on fire when he scored his hat trick against them, which bizarre but <laughs> we um it, it it it's hopefully it's a positive 2022 for everyone and that's where we'll leave it with you know we'll we'll play it out with Paz's resolution um what you asked him the other day Luke um I think we all need to have a better 2022 considering this year yeah uh I, I'm hoping that uh we get uh, this COVID uh, calms down, hopefully, and uh, we can get back to some kind of normality. I know we keep saying it. Um, but, yeah, I, I just think, um, I just think, just set yourself little realistic goals and uh, gives you something to strive for. Um, I think, um, I think as a club, probably. Uh, just look to try and get more fan. Uh, hopefully, we can get uh, more fans in on a regular basis, like like we did again. I'm sure we can get the numbers uh, against Cleethorpes. So yeah, it'd be nice to see more fans back at the club um, and to see us progress up the table and uh, just and go on a nice cut run uh, going into May. But yeah, uh, I, I think uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good year. Hopefully, I mean, how long? Are doing it at the minute, aren't they? They're getting some great attendances. Over, yeah. I think they've had three games over six hundred and uh, on um, on Tuesday or when they played. I think it was Tuesday. Um, they had one thousand one hundred and twenty nine. I think the attendance was, which was absolutely brilliant. And they're on, you know, Hallam are a great little club. Obviously, a lot of connections between us because. Uh, Craig Denton's there, um, and they've just signed Craig Mitchell, who scored, uh, which was you know, his celebrations mirrored the ones that he's done for us, which oh. quite quite a heartfelt moment. But that's where we'll leave it for this episode. Um, after saying to Luke earlier, I oh, will just do a quick touch base one. Uh, it was 75 minutes into recording. Uh, so, <laughs> Luke, thank you for joining me. No worries. No worries, Dev. Pleasure. And it's uh, it's been a great 2021, and hopefully we have a uh... Good 2022. Up the Tigers. Up the Tigers. And, uh, New Year's Day, uh, did you have any uh, resolutions for the club going forward? Any resolutions for the club? Uh, I've got one or two personal myself, but I'm not sure. Yeah. Where, uh, I, I think just to, you know, it, it's been a, we're fortunate this year to, to finish on a high. It's been such a difficult time, hasn't it, for, for every football club, you know, not just football club, football players only. I think we forget that every player at this level goes out there and works. Some some players at this level have probably had the jobs taken off them. Some people have probably lost their businesses, you know, some you know, some have had really difficult times. So I think sometimes I'm more I, I think I think it's more about individual and everyone inside the football club because I think the football club itself is it's a beast. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's a renowned football club. You look at the support there and the fan base here today. It's frightening. I think more for me is, is kind of like ensuring that God bless them, that all the players, the volunteers, the chairman, the committee, everyone in here personally can have a better you know New Year next year and hopefully get back to some normality in the world and uh, and get back to. 
winning, fo winning football games regular and, and getting this club up the leagues and where it needs to be.